Okay, so today we are jumping right in without an intro because at the time of this podcast being released, Cassidy and I are no longer engaged. We are actually married. Finally! Um, at the time of recording this episode, we are, I think, exactly 19 days out from uh, our wedding. So, um, But with that, we need a new intro and everything, so we just haven't had the time to put that together, as I'm sure you can imagine, with wedding plans and everything. So, um, we're going to jump right in today into uh, Exodus 16 the entire chapter of Exodus 16 as we um, continue on in our six-part Exodus journey. Um, This is part five. Um, And I recommend going and reading this full chapter if you can, because we're going to have to drop a few details here and there, given the length of this this chapter and the time constraints that we try to apply to our episodes. So jumping right in, we have just come out of um, Moses and the Israelites crossing the Red Sea, the sea closing back in on the Egyptians, God's triumph over the Egyptians in that, and Cassidy's wonderful lesson of standing firm. Um, And we are now, I I would imagine like a a few days later or whatever, this specifically says um, it's on the 15th, 15th day of the second month, so about a month and a half after they've left Egypt. Um, they're, uh, out in the wilderness, they have just kind of come from, uh, I imagine like an oasis, like some springs and stuff. They had set up camp, they had rested and now they're traveling again. Um, and the people are getting hungry, um, and starting to grumble and complain. And as is very common we saw it kind of start in the last or in the last episode and we're going to continue to see it happening (laughs) um the people start to say why are we here why did we ever leave egypt we're just going to die of starvation we actually could have at least lived in egypt even if it was a servant's gripe 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 complain (laughs) complain complain um and you know god hears them moses hears them um, and, and God says to Moses, all right, I, I hear the people, like, I'll take care of it. Um, Moses goes to the people and, um, basically says like, why are you complaining? God's going to take care of you. Um, and tonight he basically says like, tonight you're going to be able to eat meat and you're and tomorrow. You're going to be able to eat bread. Like you're going to be fine. Um, and there is this whole thing where uh, he, Moses instructs Aaron to bring all the people together um, and says, like, come near before the Lord because uh, he's heard your grumbling. Um, and as soon as he speaks, uh, they all turn around, look towards the wilderness, and they see the glory of God appear in a cloud um, in which God uh, instructs Moses to say, Uh, I've heard the grumbling of the people and at twilight you shall eat again saying at twilight you shall eat meat and in the, in the morning you will be filled with bread. Then you, um, then you shall know that I am the Lord, your God, which is funny because like time and time again, God is having to prove who he is to his people. Um, 
and in rapid succession. I mean, it was not long ago before he opened up the Red Sea and they just walked right through. Um, and sure enough, in the evening, a bunch of quail, like huge amount of quail come and, and land on the, um, the camp and they're able to eat meat. And in the morning, as we, as I'm sure a lot of people have heard the story of manna, um, they find manna on the ground. And um, it's, it's kind of interesting how the story describes it. Um, in the ESV, this version says, and when the dew had gone up, there was on the face of the wilderness, a fine flake like thing, fine as frost on the ground. And when the people saw it, they said to one another, what is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, it is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. And so like, I, as a kid, it's just funny. As a kid, I had always pictured like little, like almost dumpling like things like on the ground. And like, no, this was like yeah. really flaky, like frost on the head to go and gather. And then like almost as if it was like pre-made like bread flour or something yeah. that they had to like gather. And Communion. then like, yeah. And then, make, <laughs> yeah. And then make into bread or something. Um, later on, it, it likens it to like uh, coriander seed. Um and the taste of it was like wafers made of honey. Um, but anyways, it, it, Moses instructs the people, um, go and gather this, but only gather what you need, right? Um, for this day, don't keep any longer than the day. Just keep what you need to eat today. And it uh, made a point to say that like everybody went out and some people gathered a ton and some people did not gather a whole lot. And at the end, like they all still had what they needed. Everybody never fell short. Nobody had extra. Um, some people tried to have extra. Some people tried to have extra. It got moldy. Yeah. And the next day it says that, like it, it smelled really bad and was filled mm -hmm. with worms. Um, but then later on, um, because of the Sabbath, God has Moses instruct the people like on the sixth day of the week gather twice as much as what you need and then keep, you know, eat what you need. And then whatever's left over, you'll use, you'll eat tomorrow so that you're not going out gathering on the Sabbath. Um, and sure enough, that time when they actually do it, according to what God tells them to do, it doesn't go bad. It doesn't get worms in it. It actually, it's fine. Um, and so, uh, what was new to me in this story is that this continued on for 40 years. I did not realize that this was like a, a daily thing for 40 years. This I, I thought it was just like to get them to like the next spot until yeah. they were fine. I mean, but no, yeah. like this was a constant thing that happened. The common theme with the Israelites in Exodus is God's provision, mm -hmm. right? And how over and over and over and over again, he just provides for them um, amidst their complaining and as the Bible puts it, they're grumbling. Mm -hmm. But I guess my question is like, is there any other thing or any other lesson to take out of this beyond just the like, trust God and he'll provide? <laughs> um, I think there is. I think, um, I think that is an important lesson. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we all need to trust God more. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's yes. a given. Um, if it's not a given, then take some time. Yep. Ask God. Um, 
I, as I was studying the story, I fell in love with it. It is Mm. now one of my favorite stories because um, what goes deeper than what is obvious in this story is um, the story of the manna is not about the manna. The instructions about the manna are not about the manna. The 40 years of daily gathering um, and weekly rest is not about the manna. Right. And it's not about even the people's physical need. Um, A gentle undertone of part of the story is the Israelites were hungry. God knew they needed food. So he gave their food Mm -hmm. or he gave them food. Um, It's important that people who are hungry get food. (laughs) Okay. Like that is... That is a part of the justice of God Mm -hmm. is that people do need to be fed physically before they can be fed any other way. And so God knows that. So he provides a -hmm. way for the physical need to be met. Um, But the order is about taking a break and having that day of rest. That is not about the manna. Mm -hmm. And that to me is not even about like, can see how much I can provide for you. Um, God was training his people hmm. because the command for the, the, this is before the 10 commandments. Mm-hmm. And so the people didn't have a commandment to keep the Sabbath day holy yet. Yeah. They didn't really have a structure for the Sabbath day. It, yes, it goes all the way back to creation because God took that day to rest. Right. But, he was starting to create these rhythms of work and rest. And the rhythms for God's people include both work and rest. Yeah. Heaven will not be sleeping all the time. Yeah. We're going to have work to do in heaven. It'll be good work. It'll be productive and fruitful work, but there will be work and there will be rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's creating these rhythms. It says in um, verse 4, that he's testing his people whether they will walk in his law Mm -hmm. or not. He knows the Ten Commandments that are coming, and he knows the Sabbath is going to be one of them because he knows his people are better with that day of rest. And so that's one thing that I love about the story is that he's training his people. He knows they need 40 years of practice before it becomes a law, and he knows even after that. Um, I also think noting that the Israelites were grumbling, Hmm. noting that the heart behind it is not like they were probably hangry. And so (laughs) there was a little bit of like, give us food. Yeah. Brian knows a lot of people in my life know as soon as I get hangry, it's like, get the girl food before we do anything else. Like gotta have food. Um, It's true. And I get like a monster a little bit. And so I'm sure there was a little bit about this, but the heart behind the grumbling was, why did God not kill us? Hmm. Death, why did he not give us death over deliverance? Wouldn't that have been better? Um, And they're still learning that God is Lord and seeing that it is him who has saved them. Even though to us so clearly it's who else would have brought you out of Egypt? Who else would have split the Red Sea? Who else would have? And to them, there's a lot of options other than God. And they're still learning that it's him who did it. Um, And I love what we learn about who God is in this story. Mm -hmm. Um, I found myself reading the story kind of in the tone that you said it, Brian, of like, 
all right, I'll take care of it. Tell him not to worry about it. Right. Like that's the tone of voice I heard. And it was like a gentle, like, that's not my voice. Like, that's what my heart heard of like, his voice is not like, all right, I'll take care of him because I promised I would, like, whatever. It's not that he signed the paternity papers or that he right. has to pay child, whatever, child support. It's it's God hearing their grumbling, hearing beyond their grumbling, hearing their pain, and hearing it in a way that leads him to action. Hmm. Hearing it in a way that... Um, that the person of God, the personhood of God is displayed in his glad and generous giving to his people. Um, repeatedly, we see that the Israelites are missing the point about the person of God. They see their circumstances. They see how hard their life is. And they were living in the desert with no assurance of tomorrow, no idea where they were going to end up, no idea when they would end up there, no idea where their next meal was going to come from, no idea who the next person to attack them would be. That's a scary place to be. Yeah. That's like high alert all the time. But they're missing that the point is not their physical needs being met but that the presence of God is in their midst. He's endlessly bestowing grace and mercy and he's achieving his glory and not in a selfish way, Mm -hmm. not in a way that humans achieve their glory, but in a way that God's glory is best for all of us. That is the best situation we can be in when our lives are displaying God's glory. And so he wants to do that for his people. And so he's generous and he is graceful and he is merciful. Um, And he provides generously and gladly to his people. It's not an, all right, I'll take care of it. Don't worry. It's a, I hear you grumbling and I hear you being imperfect and I love you. Hmm. And so I'm going to give you good things. He didn't give them the like styrofoam, like, you know, those pre-prepared cups of communion that have the like styrofoam wafers in the top. Like he didn't give them that. He gave them food that tasted like honey mm-hmm. that's amazing like yeah. <laughs> especially back in those days when yeah. like i'm sure most of the food tasted like sawdust yes <laughs> yes um and there is a, there is a like the rhythm of this that the work rest rhythm that i was talking about a little bit earlier um does lead to trust in god's provision when they can do nothing right which if you remember the last episode stand firm yeah. um standing firm when you can do nothing and seeing that god will provide anyways yeah that's a that is a pillar of this story because he will but i found as i was reading the story that i was really convicted about how i was hearing god's voice and it wasn't his voice mm. that i was hearing it yeah. was this this caricature of a god who provides because he has to um which says a lot about my view of God, my view of myself, all of that. Right. Um, also, a little side note. Um, the fact that if manna was kept any of the other days of the week, if it was kept longer than that day, it would rot and get worms in it. Yeah. But then on the seventh day, it didn't. Right. Um, the manna's condition was controlled by the word of God. <laughs> God was the ultimate one in control. Just like our lives and the Israelites' lives were supposed to be and were. Hmm. They could have not wanted to go to the Red Sea and the Red Sea Sea still would have parted. 
Like that, that is up to God's hand. Right. Um, so that was just a, like, I'd never thought about, like, I thought, oh, that's just how he made manna. But like, no, it's, it is a direct result of the word of God that the manna was saved into the Sabbath day when it wasn't any of the rest of the day. Um, so I just want to encourage that this story is about trust, Hmm. but it's also about how we see God. Are we seeing the personhood of God when we are facing hard things? Or are we seeing our circumstances and thinking like, wouldn't it be better if I was dead? Hmm. Um, Because God gives graciously, generously, and gladly. Right. Even when it's a response to our grumbling, hmm. even when it's not praise. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I know I've fallen victim or not victim. I, I've been guilty of thinking like, okay, if I don't ask or if I don't like, you know, bring this to God with a good and joyous yeah. and trusting manner, like then it's not going to have the same potency, if yeah. you will. And I think it's it's a great reminder that like no like even if you're you're just done and you're screaming at God like He still hears that and He hears the humanity in that and yeah. and that's that's who He died for yeah He didn't die for our most perfect selves because our most perfect selves are not right. even close to perfect um. Yeah, and I think I fall victim to um, the, like, thought that I could manipulate God. Hmm. That if I grumble, he won't give me what I need. Right. But if I praise him, he will. Right. Um, And I can be a pretty positive person. I can also be a very negative person. And so bringing who I am in that moment, in the moment that I'm coming to God, bringing who I am in that moment is what he wants. Yeah. So if I'm feeling grumbly that day, then I need to grumble to God Yeah. because he's going to hear me and he's going to see my need and he's going to fulfill my need better than I ever could have asked for. And in that fulfilling, he is going to train me to be more like Jesus. Hmm. That's what he did with his people in this story. He didn't just say, okay, you're right. I would love to give you some food. Here's some food. Please, like, right. please take it. I love giving this to you. However, God's voice talks. Um, but it's also like, and obey me. Yeah. And trust me because this is where your good lies. Mm-hmm. And let's train you to do this over 40 years and over generations so that you can have a day of rest. Yeah. And so that you can take the day off. Yeah. Um, and so as he's, as he's providing for me and what I need, oftentimes it's not manna. Oftentimes I have a stocked pantry. I don't need that. Um, thank God. Like yeah. not taking that for granted. And so where is it that I need provision? Because that, right. that need is just as important in a different way as the need for food. Um, and so I often discount my own needs and say, like, God doesn't care about that. He is starving people, but he's big enough for that. And he's too big for my manipulation. He's Mm. far above my manipulation. So if I'm grumbly, I'm going to come to him grumbly. And if I'm happy, I'm going to come to him happy. And that how I am is 
can be validated mm-hmm. in the presence of God and more can be asked of me. Yeah. They weren't left in their grumbling. He said, okay, yeah, I'm going to provide for you. And I love providing for you because you're my children who I want to lavish with good gifts. And please obey me. Please do what's best for you. And here's the way to do it. Yeah. And he out, he outlines that. It's not about the manna. It's never about the manna. It's not about the law. It's not about the legalism of that could be tended towards right. and was tended toward. So for me as an individual and maybe for you too, um, I'm challenged by the thought that God is giving to me, mm. which is really interesting. Um And I wish I could do a word study on the word grumbling. I can. I probably will, but I can't (laughs) share it on this episode because there's no time. Um, But are you grumbling? And what does that look like? Do you know if you're grumbling against God? Really take a look at, I need to really take a look at, um, do I think I'm grumbling against Brian? Right. And really what's happening? Because that's what's what was happening with the Israelites is they were saying, Moses, how could you have done this to us? We're hungry. And what was actually happening was they were saying, God, just like, this is not deliverance. This is wrong. This is not okay. Um, And so like thinking through kind of similar to the question I asked last episode about like, who are you blaming for your anger and fear for the circumstances that cause you anger and fear? Um, and then where do you see God's provision? It could be a totally separate area from the grumbling. You could be not ready to name God's provision in an area that feels really broken Mm -hmm. and that's okay. But where do you see God's provision? And do you believe that that provision is based in love and in joy? Or do you think he did it because he promised he would Mm -hmm. and he had to follow through? Um, that's a really challenging idea to me. Because it will change my level of gratitude for mm-hmm. God's provision. Yeah. And then as always, as I always say, share it. Mm. Tell other people. Um, if it's more personal, tell a smaller group of people until it's until you're confident in sharing. Um, but people need to know that God provides. And yeah. that takes a perspective shift. And so if they can hear from other people, then maybe they can get curious about their own life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for churches, leaders, do you see your people and your church family as God does? Do you, are you modeling God's gracious and glad giving with how you interact with your congregation? Do you see them as God's children who are holy and dearly loved, even when they're grumbling? Hmm. Um, or do you see them as people who are grumbling and just kind of need to get over themselves? Yeah. Um, and then how do you, how do you become more Christ-like in that? Right. How do you model the character of God better in that as the head of the church or as a volunteer in the church or as a member of the church, any span of leadership, not just senior leadership. Right. Um, and then really take a moment. Maybe this is more senior leadership, but like I said, like I've said before, um, this could also be for the high schooler who sits in the nursery rocking babies. Um, where is your church grumbling? Hmm. Where is there pain or frustration or annoyance that comes out in complaints? Yeah. Um, <laughs> or not 
complaints but otherwise. or other ways or passive aggressive behavior or yeah. however your church you know your church and if you don't then learn them because you do <laughs> yeah. um but where where is their pain that comes out in a unique way in your yeah. church family and then can you lead as moses and aaron did hmm. they were very imperfect examples again moses was a murderer i think right him still having Aaron speak to the people shows that there was still some fear about yeah. his speech impediment. And that's that's okay. It was an imperfect example. But can you lead as they imperfectly did to show the ways that their grumbling is against a God who hears them? And so if they are coming to you and grumbling about you or somebody else in the church or whatever about, like, is there gossip amongst the church? Is there... And then how can you say, I don't think this is about this person. I think this is about a different issue. Yeah. And helping them identify that because that could be, that's a really hard road to walk and that's a little bit confrontational, which mm. could be really uncomfortable, um, but could be really important. And then for churches to think through, God is giving generously to your church, mm. to you individually, but also to the community of people. Um, and how can this best be communicated? How can you help show the other leaders and the other f church members, um, family members, as some churches might call them? Um, how can they, how can you help them see the ways that God is generously gifting the church? Yeah. Yes, them as individuals, but God gifted the entire community of the Israelites with the manna. So he gifts entire communities. He gifts the big C church. Um, and so how is he giving generously and how can you best communicate that? Right. This goes beyond money. Yeah. This goes beyond tithe. This goes beyond possessions. How else is he gifting? Maybe that's a huge way. And so share it and celebrate it. Um, and then how can it be communicated and then communicate it yeah. <laughs> would be my thing. But um, yeah, God gives graciously and he gives generously and he gives gladly to make us more Christ-like, yeah. even when it's in response to when we're grumbling. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this scripture snap. You know, Cass and I are always trying to improve the quality of the podcast and then the quality of the content of the podcast. And so uh, one of the best things that you can do for us right now is give us your feedback. Uh, you know, you can just send us an email at um, contact at scripturesnap.co. That's contact at scripturesnap.co. But you can always try to reach out to us on social media or leave a message through our anchor website at scripturesnap.co. Um, or however else works for you. Uh, but if you would like to assist further uh, financially or whatever, you can, uh, again, go to our website at scripturesnap.co and give it to us online there. Also, you can always share our posts and our podcast with um, just anybody, honestly. Uh, we're really just trying to spread the word about it right now. So that would be a huge help to share and spread the word. Um, we're really just trying to reach as many people as we can so that we can um, keep growing and help you to keep growing. So, yeah, trying at least. So, 
Um, with that, Cast, do you have a prayer to lead us out? This week, Brian and I are praying that you would know that the Lord is God and that God is Lord because of his good, generous, gracious, glad giving to you. Amen and amen. Thank you.